Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. Today is a special day. Uh, a special day for a young man. Where is he? Oh, okay, young man. He's sleeping at the moment. Um, he is going to be dedicated unto the Lord. So we welcome a host of guests that we have here this morning. We welcome you all in the house of the Lord. We are glad that you're here to worship with us today. Amen. I want to briefly encourage us all our purpose in life. I want to talk to you about your purpose of living. Amen? Everyone must know why they are living. Some of us have just lost track of why we are on this planet. We think that, you know, we are doing our own thing. Life is for the living, but you need to understand that the life that you have, that that life is spared unto you. It is a spared life. God, it's God's life that he has spared it unto you. And one day you will give an account of that life that he has given to you. You see, <laughs> because things doesn't happen to us, we think it's at a distance. And we don't think about it. And we don't kind of try to understand it. But I want you to know, you see, this child is going to be dedicated unto the Lord. And there is a process that this child will go through and one day become an adult. The same way that we, the adults, by the way, I'm 70 for those that don't know. Praise the Lord. I am 70. Praise the Lord. For so, some of you that don't know, you are going to be an adult one day. Amen. And you will give an account of this life that God has spared you. And it's very, very important that you know the purpose of why you are living. We look in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. You see, the Bible talks about that six days he created the all things. And on the seventh day he rested. By the way, we know that the seventh day is a Saturday and a Sabbath day. 
But we worship on Sunday because of the day of the Lord. Jesus Christ rose on the third day. And the apostles, they, they get together on the Lord's day. And that's why we worship on Sunday. Now, we're not going to split heads about it. You either take, you know, take the Saturday or Sunday, it's up to you. But I'm happy with the Sunday. Praise the Lord. I'm happy with the Sunday. And if you want to go back and do all those Sabbath day, the Saturday, then you need to do all the things that are associated with it. Praise the Lord. You know, God in his infinite wisdom, after he has created all things, he said, let us make man. He was talking about Jesus. He was talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Let us, in plural, let us make man in, in our image and likeness. And God took clay and formed Adam. And you see, he breathed into Adam his life. Do you understand? God's life he gave to Adam, and Adam became a, a living being. Up until then, the clay was a statue. We are nothing when God is not with us. We are absolute whatever, you know what, whatever that you have, Whatever that you think you are, is ab please don't get me wrong. It's absolutely nothing. We have life that we are living and we ought to live that life for the one that spared it unto us. His name is God. So this life that God gave to Adam and Eve, and as a result of that, you and I are living today. We were created to worship the Father. We were created to worship the Father. And things has happened. I was reading the accounts. You know, um, from the time of Adam and Eve, to the time of the flood. Human beings used to live for 900 plus years. After the flood, it dropped to 600. Why? They said the flood affected nature. And as a result of that, we've been going down and down and down. And I'm 70 now, and I've only got 30 more. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is, you see, the, uh, God gave Adam life, Adam and Eve life, and we were, they were supposed to worship God. Every authority was given to Adam. Up until Adam came, everything that God created, God named it. Are you with me? He said, 
let there be sun, and there was sun. But when he created Adam, he took all the animals, Adam said, what do you want to call this one? And Adam said, that's a cow. So he became a cow. What's funny? Praise the Lord. And so my, my point is, you see, when God created Adam and Eve, he also gave them authority. Amen? He also gave them authority that whatever Adam said, it became. That is, we are supposed to worship our father with the authority and all that he has given to us. We are supposed to worship him. See, when you live a life, when you live a life without God, it is, it is such a shame that when God eventually calls you home, you will not give good accounts of what he had entrusted into your hands. So, my message for you today is find out what God's will is for your life. Why are you living this life? And Ecclesiastes 3, it tells us that there is time for everything. Are you with me? Ecclesiastes 3 said there is time for everything. There is time to live and there is time to die. And a lot more. I don't want to read it. Don't worry. And there is a lot more. There is time to plant and there is time to uproot. There is time for everything. And in our lives, this is, I say all that to get to this point. In our lives, we need to understand that a child that God has given to us, children are a gift that comes from God. God is the one that has given us this child that we are going to dedicate unto the Lord. That child has time and stages of that life. The, you know, these psychologists, they said, a child development is up to the age of three. When they, go, they, they live up to three, they would have developed and known exactly, not known, the child doesn't know, but the ch child would develop to be, uh, that he, as the child grows up, all that the child is going to be is developed within the first three years of their life. To know right and to know wrong. The character of the person is all developed within the first three years. The Catholic said, give them a child, a baby. And by the time they, will they are three, they will always be a Catholic. What they are saying is, they will indoctrinate that child. It feeds that child. That what is sown in that child will never die. The importance of training, the importance of teaching, 
the importance of bringing up that child. And the first three years is so crucial. Children that grow up and in their early stages struggle, sometimes neglect, it affects them as they grow up. It affects them greatly as they grow up. So I want to encourage you. We have a lot of young families. You do all that you can to make sure that you are spending good quality time with the child, especially in their first three four years. Praise the Lord. There is time for everything. You see, that child is born, you go through the three, uh, tw uh, three years, four years, and in the child's life, at the age of 12, is the time that the parents have the responsibility of training the child. The Bible said train a child the way that he should go and when he's of age he will not depart from it. Training that child. The first, you know, up to the age of 12, the, the Jews, by the time the child is 12, they have a ceremony that the child is an adult or, you know, young adult, whatever they call it. But up to the t age of 12, it is very, very important. That is the time you, tr you train the child. Praise the Lord. Remember, I'm talking about there is time for everything. I'm talking about we need to know our purpose in life. So as a parent, having that child, you have a responsibility to train that child. That is your purpose at that time. What are you training that child to be? To worship God. It's okay, we're used to that, don't worry. Praise the Lord. Where, where's, Sam, where's Samuel? This, this guy here, Michael, this guy here, when Michael was, was little, hey, he'll be growing under every chair by now. Look at him sitting there. We're used to it, don't worry. We're used to it. If you're a preacher and you can't preach because... Little kids making noise will stop preaching. Praise the Lord. So, up to the age of 12, we the parents, we have a responsibility to train the child in the way that he should go. Praise the Lord. From the time they get from um, 12 to, um, what have I got here on my notes? Um, from 12 to 18, I have here. There's something called coaching. See, we need to be careful that when we bring human beings into, on, in, into this world, we don't neglect them. We need to do our duty 
all the way through. Amen. From the time they clock 12 to 18, that's the time for coaching. Footballers, by the way, I'm now swapping to, to support my youth. Pogba is doing very well. I'm not swapping. I'm just adding. I'm not swapping. I'm a Liverpoolian. But, 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 but Pogba is doing so well. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So I'm, I'm now supporting Manu a little bit. <laughs> eh? The best team. No, Liverpool is the best team. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, you know, we, we, we need to coach our children and that is hands on deck. Hands on deck. You know, I, I, was, telling, I was telling Nat the, the other day, I said, Nat, we need to start doing Saturdays. We need to, you know, find some Saturday and we need to be cooking together. Well, he said, I can cook. Yeah, he can cook because we've done it before. Are you with me? Not just once. We've been in the kitchen and we've cooked before. So he, 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 he thinks he can cook. But <laughs> he knows he can cook. Praise the Lord. I like this guy. I love him. <laughs> now, don't, don't, now, keep, now, 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 don't be, don't rush, okay? Don't rush. Let him learn how to cook uh, jollof rice nicely first before he moved into Banku. Praise the Lord. But that's coaching. Coaching is you being there and guiding and directing. You see, there is time for everything. Amen? When you miss that time, that's why sometimes we have trouble. Some parents, we have trouble because we miss the space when we're supposed to be coaching. From the time, in, uh, 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 you know, up to this time, it's all, we are coaching, but the primary uh, purpose for all this is that they will grow up and in their young adults and so on and so forth, they will have, they would know the true purpose of life, and that is to worship. Amen? We know from the childhood to 12, then from 12 to 18, I say I have something called education, education, education. God sent Moses to Pharaoh that Moses will have education that God can use him to write the Bible. Amen. Education education, education. Let's get the balance right. Whilst we are doing all that we can for our children to get a good education, we also do all that we can for our children to know God and to worship God. Let's get the balance right. If you don't have, you see, this God that we serve, is so powerful. It's awesome. And everything 
that is on this earth belongs to him. There is nothing that you seek that you cannot have if you have the one that owns it. If you have the one that owns it. See, people are looking for blessing instead of seeking for the blesser. When you have the blesser, you have the blessing. When you have the blessing, you don't have the blesser. It can soon cease. So, when they get to 18, let me check my notes. From 18 to 25, by the time that you... You see, if you do your work right, by the time the child is 18 and going to be 25, you no longer has to be coaching. I say all the time, at a certain stage of one's life, if you're still coaching, you've let them down. And I know, are you with me? You've let them down because you didn't do what you were supposed to do when you were supposed to do it. That's good, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't worry, we have jokes here. We are allowed to have jokes even in the pulpit. Amen. So, when they get to 25, and this is, I mean, 18 to 25 is the time of release. Are you with me? From childhood to 12 is training. From 12 to 18 is coaching. From 18 to 25 is the time of release. You need to learn to let go. You see, you need to trust yourself that you've done enough. Are you with me? You need to trust yourself that you've done enough. That you've done what you're supposed to do. Now, release. Take your hands off. Allow the child to be an adult. That's good, isn't it? That's really good preaching. Praise the Lord. And you guys, I mean, I'm sure you agree with me, folks. Eh? Young adults, you agree with me, isn't it? The child is, you know, I know it's your child, but the child is now 35, going to 40. Why are you doing that? Auntie Florence, I'm not going to talk about you. <laughs> Hi, Trace. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She has no idea to let go, you know. <laughs> yeah, was it Friday, I was telling Tracy that she thinks Tracy is still eight, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You need to let go. 
We're talking about there is time for everything. No problem. You settle down. We are good. I, I'm sure you like my jokes. So parents, and don't forget that there is a time that you need to let go the rope. When, they, when a person gets to 25, you're still trying to correct them. You're still trying to teach them. You're still trying to coach them. Man, you've missed out. You let them down. It's too late. So, don't spend all the time at workplace. I work seven days a week, you know. I'm s I say that to say I'm not against work. I work seven days a week. But you need to have a balance that this child, this child is well catered for. You can't, you know, you let this first three years, four years pass, and then they are nine, and you're trying to implant in them. It's too late. They have already developed certain characteristics that is very, very, very difficult to change. You should have done it when they, it was needed. So let's keep a balance of everything that we're doing. And as we're doing all that, you see, there is, th there is a space, a time, when they pass 25, they are now what? Adults. So they can do their own thing. But if we did our homework right, when they get to uh, when they go through all these stages, time for everything, they go through all these stages, one thing that will not depart from them is the purpose in life. To worship God. I want to encourage you. That you do everything, you see. I always say, I have no regrets in life. And the reason why I say I have no regrets in life is wherever I got, whatever I'm doing, I give it my best. Are you with me? In our children, you know, raising up our kids, I did, I gave my best. I gave my best shot. I, I did my best. Still, I was working seven days a week. Even when I left, Julie was two, um, Heinz's, I was a mama, I was working eight, eight days a week. No, mama, I was seven days a week because I used to get Saturday off. Praise the Lord. But when you put the hours, it works. Because, I mean, we, do, we did long hours. We did long hours. 
All I'm trying to say to you is, whatever that you're doing, and I'm not saying to you, you see, the Bible says those that do not work must not eat. So if you don't work, you can't pay the bills, you can't feed the child. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you must have a balance that you have the interest of this child at heart. That you do all that you can to raise up this child in the way that when the child grows up, this child will know the purpose of living. And that is to serve God, to worship God. Solomon, in all his array, I suppose I better read one scripture, isn't it? I've quoted all them, but I better read one. Um, let's read Second Chronicles 9. Um, read from maybe 10 or so. Second Chronicles 9 from verse 10. Also, the servants from Haram and the servants of Solomon, who bought gold from Ophir, brought algum wood and precious stones. And the king made walkways of the algum wood and the organ wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house. Also harps and stringed instruments for the singers. And there was none such as these seen before in the land of Judah. Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, much more than she had brought to the king. So she turned and went on her to her own country, she and her servants. The weight of the gold that came to Solomon yearly was 666 talents of gold. Besides what the traveling merchants and traders brought. And all of the kings of... No, guys, come on, like, boy, we're in this together. There you go, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not nervous out here, people, but we're in this together. You know the Bible. <laughs> From that place. And governors of the country brought gold and silver it's to it's Solomon. Yeah, Arabia. Arabia. Thanks, thanks, thanks. thanks my, people, my people saw that, but I had... You need glasses. Or no, something? no, my backup. I had backup dancers. I got backup dancers. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 shekels of hammered gold went into each shield. He also made 300 shields of hammered gold. 300 shekels of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne. There were armrests on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the armrests. Twelve lions stood there, one on each side of the six steps. Nothing like this had been made for any other kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold, and all of the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Not one was silver, for this was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king's ships went on to Tarish, and the servants of Haram. Once every three years, the merchant ships came bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys. So King Solomon surpassed all kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All of the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Each man brought his present articles of silver, gold, garments, armor, spices, horses, and mules at a set 
Ray, thank you. Yeah, by yeah. Amen. Thank you. There's a lot there. Um, if you, um, in your time, in your own time, if you can read Second um, Chronicles chapter nine, just read the whole chapter, you will see the what what um, the wealth of Solomon. Probably there has never been any man that have lived in those days that was as wealthy as Solomon. But Solomon, after all that, some um, there's a it, it talks about he had 500 wives, he had 300 and something concubines. Um, the um, I, the reason why I'm saying that is there is nothing on earth that Solomon did not have in abundance. But after all of it, he said, everything is vanity. See, we live today, we will die tomorrow. The only thing that we will take with us is the, our life that we have lived for God. God has given us a child and we have brought the child into the house of the Lord to be dedicated unto the Lord. We have a responsibility to raise up this child that when this child grows up, he will worship, he will serve the Lord. Amen. Let's bow down our heads. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are God. You are great. And we know everything about you. Lord is great. I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, these words will not fall on dead ears. Lord, your children will deliberate on these words. They will think about it. And then, Lord, they will apply it in their lives. Wherever anyone is today, I pray that they will be encouraged to step up and to serve you and to worship you more and more. Because that is the only thing that we will take with us when we leave this earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.